Hello everyone and welcome to episode 70 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about Shakespeare and his influence on the English language. Of course all of you know who Shakespeare is but he is someone that even though he lived quite a long time ago, who was born in the year 1564, he still has a lasting uh, impact and influence uh, not just on the English language but on many things but in today's episode we're going to talk mainly about the influence that he's had on the English language. So uh, before we get into it properly, uh, transcripts are available for free on the website. If you would like to download the transcript for this episode or any of the previous episodes, you can do that for free on the website. That is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. Uh, I am at the time of recording this in a little bit of a backlog with the transcripts, um, but I'm getting there. They just take a little bit more, take a little bit more work. So my apologies on the small delay on some of the transcripts. Um, also, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, if there's something you would like me to talk about specifically on the podcast, then you can contact me on Instagram at Unlocking British English, or you can email me. Uh, unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com. So yeah, let's get into it. Obviously, you all know who Shakespeare is. He's one of the most famous writers in history, uh, and he's often thought as as uh, the greatest writer in the history of the English language. Of course, there is some debate on that, but a lot of people regard him as the greatest writer when we're thinking about the history of the English language. Uh, and his influence, as I've said, can be found in language, in the English language, sometimes in other languages, but not just in language. He has had a huge impact, of course, on theatre uh, and on literature and even in certain parts of Western philosophy. Um, he's said to have basically transformed European theatre uh, by the way he innovated with character creations, with the way he made innovations in the structure of the plot, uh, and mostly in his uh, interesting and creative use of the language uh, and this mixture of genres and things like that. Um, and of course his writings have, other, has, have impacted other writers and, and novelists and poets and things, uh, including but not limited to people uh, like Charles Dickens or Maya Angelou. Um, He's also the most quoted, or sorry, one of the most quoted writers in the history of the English-speaking world, second only to the writers of the Bible. Um, so the Bible is the only work in English that is quoted more than Shakespeare, just to give you a little bit of uh, an insight into that. So, um, yeah, well, let's talk about how and why, you know, why has he had such an impact on the language? So... As I said, Shakespeare was born in the year 1564. He died in the year 1616. Uh, during his time, he wrote at least 38 plays and over 150 poems. The exact number of his works, uh, again, is under a little bit of dispute. There are different um, theories sometimes as to um, whether he wrote certain plays himself or whether he was collaborating and all the different kinds of stuff. Anyway, he did a lot of work. Um, and before Shakespeare's time, 
written English generally wasn't really standardized. There wasn't really a standard official way to write certain things uh, for, for grammar, for spelling, and, and even for vocabulary. There wasn't, you know, an official list of words that are, uh, you know, officially English. Um, and so through his works, through his plays, and through his poems, Shakespeare is said to have introduced around 1,700 original words into the language, many of which are still in use today despite all the changes uh, that have happened to the language since his time. Um, these are words like lonely, generous, the word bloody comes from Shakespeare, uh, and of course many, many more. However, it's important to note that when we say that these words are invented or were invented by Shakespeare, um, the reality is that most of these words would have likely been used fairly commonly during his time, during his era. It's just that they weren't necessarily written down prior to Shakespeare using them in his works. So in many cases, Shakespeare would have just been the first known person to document some of these things in writing. Um, historians also recognise that the Victorian scholars and, and different academics who put texts together, who read texts to put together the first um, English dictionary, the first Oxford English dictionary, they read a lot more of Shakespeare's texts and they read Shakespeare's texts more thoroughly than other writers. And so because of that, he was cited more, he was quoted more, um, he was referenced more as being, you know, the, the person to have first used these or introduced them to the language. Um, so... Uh, yeah, for an example, in the year 1755, when a guy called Samuel Johnson uh, sat down to write and publish a dictionary of the English language, he noted that you know Shakespeare had introduced thousands of words and phrases into the English language. There are a lot of things that Shakespeare very likely did invent, but when we talk about like individual words, it's quite likely that again, like I said he didn't necessarily invent all of them, uh, he was just the person that kind of popularised them through his work, they became uh, a lot more popularised. Um, but it wasn't just words that he is credited with inventing, right? It's it's his use of the language, and so he's created a lot of different little phrases and little sort of mini idioms and things like that, um, that again are still kind of used today. Um, a couple of little examples would be like to break the ice. Um, so if you're in a situation with like new people, people you don't know, for example, uh, maybe you you uh, do some kind of exercise or activity or have some sort of conversation to kind of break the tension, right, to get to know each other. We call that breaking the ice. Um, that is said to have come from Shakespeare. Uh, the phrase in a pickle. Um, so to be like in a uh, in a bit of trouble, right, in a bit of a compromising situation, let's say. Uh, I'm in a bit of a pickle means I've got a bit of a problem, something like that. Um, to wear your heart on your sleeve. The idea, if someone wears their heart on their sleeve, it's like they're 
they show their emotions, they show their feelings, they're very forthcoming with their emotions and their feelings. Um, and the phrase, it's all Greek to me, meaning like, I don't understand, it's does, it's not, yeah, I don't really get it. Um, yeah, lots of different things. Um, and so, yeah, I think that ultimately it's a lot more his use of the language which made him have such uh, an impact and influence on the language which meant he stood out and was so popular um you know another one of the things that he's become very famous for is his colorful array of different insults that he created and, and popularized through his plays um you know and, and and again insults or elements of insults structures of insults that we still see commonly used today and of course people made insults before shakespeare but not necessarily with the same kind of level of wit of intelligence or or uh the same kind of visual element right the kind of image that comes to your mind when you hear uh, these kind of insults and uh, again there's a couple of like silly examples uh, one that I found methinks thou art a general offence and every man should beat thee if we translate that to more modern English it's like saying I think that you are a general offence and every person should beat you up everyone should hit you and, and, and beat you up because you're existence is just offending right it's quite a um it's quite a heavy insult it's quite a, a offensive not something i would want someone to say to me um or the tartness of his face sours ripe grapes right the idea that someone is so ugly that it makes fruit go bad and rot or you know things um or a personal favorite uh, of of many villain i have done thy mother which is basically to say villain would be is like the bad guy right the bad person in the movie or a story uh i have slept with your mother right i have had sex with your mother um you know a, a, a type of insult in a roundabout way we still see a lot of the time um in in common day and so of course there are a lot of elements of the language that have changed quite a lot since shakespeare's time uh and so you know the the exact way in which he used some of these phrases and words isn't how we use them now, but a lot of the the meanings and things have still uh, have still remained. It's just kind of the structure of the language, and and like I say, I think it's really his use of the language that set him apart and made him have you know such a large and and lasting impact. Of course, Shakespeare is still very relevant today. We still study him uh, here in the UK at least uh, as part of the school curriculum, and I know that it is uh, Shakespeare is still you know studied quite heavily in in a lot of other countries as well uh but a lot of people don't actually realize that we quote shakespeare on quite a regular basis in our standard conversations that a lot of things that have become just you know kind of um general phrases in general terms were actually coined uh by shakespeare if not invented entirely by him so um yeah it's quite interesting i mean uh, like i mentioned there he's credited with having invented a huge amount of words and phrases insults and things like that so there's no real point in me trying to like list them all in this episode but you can of course go and uh and look them up and things if you want to um but that actually brings me into 
into something else just to finish off this episode uh, because Shakespeare is something that, uh, you know, it's an interesting topic to quite a lot of people. It's uh, someone that quite a lot of my students have asked me about and quite interestingly, I've had quite a lot of students um, ask me specifically whether it, I think it would be a good idea for them to to read Shakespeare in order to help improve their English level, right? Often people that have maybe an intermediate level or even a high intermediate level and are wondering if maybe, you know, trying to read and work with some of Shakespeare's plays would be a good way to kind of help push them to that next level or maybe break, break through a bit of a platter or something like that. Um, in short, I would say that it's not really going to be a great idea for most people to try and read Shakespeare um, with an eye to improve your English level, right? If you're focusing on, you know, modern day common English, if you're wanting to go on holiday to an English speaking country or live in an English speaking country, um, like I say, the language has changed a lot since that time. Um, and you know, even for me, as a native English speaker, as someone that has, um, you know, had to study Shakespeare um, in quite some depth in in school, uh, I can't remember exactly how many of his works I would have done, but at least three, uh, at least two or three, um, you know, if I grab a random play off the internet now, because you can find them, they're very easy to find because it's all public access, um, it's very difficult for me to understand quite a lot of it. Um, I can mostly work out what's going on, right? I can follow generally, you know, the, the story, but there's going to be a lot of things that I'm not going to understand. There's lots of forms of the language, um, you know, even silly little things of, of, uh, of, you know, grammar structures and prepositions and little things um, that have changed uh, it, it's a challenge, right? It's 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 a challenge to read um, for anyone, and so unless you have a specific interest and passion for his work, and you have a specific interest in reading, you know, his his plays because you just love Shakespeare, then obviously you know that's fine. But for the average person that just wants to improve their English. Uh, it, it's not worth it. You're not going to get that much out of it because there's so much of the language that's changed uh, since that time. But um, even though the language has changed so much, um, Shakespeare's yeah inventive and colourful use of the language ha has a, has had a lasting impact and influence. And um, yeah, still to this day, he is quoted um, every day, even though people don't know. So yeah, um, thought I would take a bit of time to talk about that in today's episode. Um, I will likely do a separate episode in the future, you know, talking about Shakespeare the person, a little bit of his history and things like that. But in today's episode, I wanted to focus on his influence on the language just to talk about that a little bit um so yeah i will likely do another episode um on his, him as a person and, and his history and things like that in the future if that's something you guys would be interested in so yeah if you'd like more episodes on shakespeare send me a message let me know you can contact me on instagram or via email and all of the information is available for you in the description wherever you are listening to this episode so that is everything that i wanted to talk about today i hope that you guys have enjoyed the episode and found it interesting so yeah thanks for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode